Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Tell your neighbor, this is the, this is the title of the message is, Where Have You Been? Where have you been? Where have you been? Romans 8, uh, 35 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? What do you guys think? No, that's a good answer. Good answer. You've been, you've been studying your Bible. Good. Romans 8, 35 through 37. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Verse 36. As the scriptures say, for, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37. No. Somebody say no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. God, I thank you for the miracles in Norma, God, that you're doing there. And God, I thank you for the miracles that you did for all those kids down in Tijuana yesterday. Oh my goodness, the joy on all of their faces. And God, thank you for letting us be a part of all of those miracles. God, the countless miracles that have happened over the years. God, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be where we've been so we can walk in new things. And so, Lord, we thank you and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For my note takers, here's the first point. It's a big one. If you're writing it down, it's going to take you a minute. Are you with me? I will remember what God got me through and believe what God called me to. I will remember what God got me through and believe what God called me to. Listen, sometimes it's hard in the middle of your life, in the middle of all the stresses and all the things coming at you at all the time. It's hard to remember why. Is anybody with me? It's tough. I don't know about you, but when you're so focused on what's in front of you, listen, I've been working on that app this last two weeks. And I haven't done software engineering stuff in a long time where I sit in front of a computer for that long. Are you with me? But these glasses, I actually don't need glasses. But I got these glasses in my corporate job because I sat in front of a computer all day. So they have this blue film on it so that it keeps my eyes from getting too tired. And and so I really don't need glasses. It just makes me look smarter. Are you with me? No, I have a small prescription, but some people are like, wow, that's blinding. So I'll let you be the judge sometime. You can check out my glasses and see if they're, they're really prescription or not. But in, in the midst of it, it's being able to see what God has called me to. Like when I'm sitting there working on the app, it's amazing how I'll miss stuff. Are you with me? Like you've been looking at it so much that all of a sudden you miss things. As a software engineer, it's one little piece of code and all of a sudden everything's wrong. Are you with me? It could be just one dot that just messes up the whole thing. And you're thinking like, why isn't this working? Are you with me? Do I have any geeks in the house? Right, we got a few geeks that are like, just one dot, ruin your life. Just like that. You're just like, I have no idea where this thing's at, a forward slash, backslash. It could be anything in here, just a bunch of code, right? And so when you're looking at the computer all day long, you start missing things, and stuff's the wrong color. Things aren't supposed to be that way. And, and it's not until you get another person to look at it. I got Pastor AJ, praise God, that he can look at things to go, did I mess anything up? Are you with me? You can be like, uh, this link doesn't work, or that thing's messed up, and hey, let me help you fix this thing. And did you know that our, our church colors are not actually pink? You know, are you with me? So... Anyway, we have to work on all that stuff, but I think for all of us, we can relate to, we get so focused on what's in front of us 
that we miss sometimes the things that are around us. Are you with me? We start missing things. What has God called you to do in this life? Oh, how we forget. Oh, how we forget. It's easy to forget, isn't it? You know, a great way to remember is to look back. Now, last week I talked about paying attention to right now. What's God doing right now? Was anybody here for last week? Was, was that a good message? Was it okay? Now, I wanna, I'm, we're going to take some time to look back today. Because looking back yesterday while we were in Mexico, it just blew my mind. And I think for some of us, we need to look back and look back at what God has done. See, if we remember what God has done, then we can look at the future with greater optimism. We can look at the present with, with, with a greater resolve. Are you with me? God can move because you started to look back and you look at the good things that he's done. Has God done anything good in your life? Hebrews 13, verse 5, says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Somebody needed to hear that today. God said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Verse 6. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Verse 7. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Why do we share stories? You know, I, I, had, I had Norma come up here today, and, and that was not planned. That was not in my notes, but I was, I was going to give an analogy of talking about that. But she, God just makes it that much better to have her come up here today to share her testimony. Because in the midst of it, why do we tell these stories? Why do we tell people these things? Because we're all going through something. We're all going through something. There's people in this room right now that are praying for the same type of thing, waiting for tumors to be healed from the Lord. There's people in this room that are waiting for depression to be lifted off of them. There's people in this room who are watching online all over the world that are in need of something. So why do we tell stories? Why do we talk about what God did? To give people hope, faith for the future. Are you with me? Because when you see that God did it for them, then you can see that maybe he'll do it for me too. Anybody with me? Watching God move in somebody else's life. Now, I've, I've, been, on, I've been in the other chair. I, I think it's probably one of the empty chairs in here. But I, I've been in that chair where, where I look at somebody else's blessing and I'm kind of bitter about it. Is anybody with me? Right? Like, I know what that dude does on, on a daily basis. Why did God bless him? Anybody with me? Right? Like, I was here at 8 o'clock in the morning. He showed up tiddling in at 9.30. Are you kidding me? Like, you're going to bless him, Lord? Are you with me? Come on. I know i got some normal people that are going to tell the truth today, right? That you're going to say, like, oh, this is how I felt. Why would they bless them? I'm serving. I'm serving you, Lord. How come you didn't bless me? Anybody with me? No? We don't have any honest people in this church? That's okay. That's all right. We'll work on that, you guys. We'll work on that. But we share stories of faith to encourage each other. To encourage each other of God's goodness in the middle of our struggles. We need God's goodness in the middle of our struggles. Ah, oh, if we can just remember, what did God do? I want you to think about that current struggle that you're going through right now. The things that you're dealing with right now. Those demons, those, those gnarly things that you're dealing with. Some of you, it's, it's Christmas coming up. Come on. Not all of us are excited about Christmas, are we? 
Some people are. Some people are super excited. Where are my little kids in the room? We are excited about Christmas. But you know what? There's some people in here that are not excited about Christmas for various reasons. Maybe you don't have enough money to have the Christmas that you wanted to have. Maybe, maybe you just lost your job. My dad, my dad just lost his job, my, my, my uh, adopted dad. He just lost his job a couple weeks ago. He'd been working there for most of my life since I was a little kid, and he just lost his job. He's not too excited about Christmas. I'd, I didn't even send him my son's Christmas list this year because I just thought that that would be painful. Come on. Are we going to be real today? Because some people, some people lost a loved one. You know, we were, we were at TCM yesterday, and one of the young men there had lost his brother this year, and he didn't want to come down and hang out with us. He didn't want to come and hang out with us for all the Christmas stuff. He stayed in his room. And we understood because Christmas this year is different for him than it was last year. You see, Christmas isn't always sunshine and rainbows. It's not always getting up at 4 a.m. and drinking coffee and, and, and having, your, having all of the sweets and all that stuff. It's not that for everybody in this room today. It's not that. We've got to remember that for some of us, it's a challenge. For some of us, it's a struggle. But you know what? When we start to hear about how God came through for people in their lives, we can start to see hope on the other side. You know what? It's okay to hurt. Come on, tell your neighbor it's okay to hurt. It's okay to hurt. I was asked the question like, how long do you think it will be for him until he, he sees Christmas a different way? I said, who knows? could be decades. We don't know. We don't know. That pain may never go away. Are you with me? Some of us know we've, we've experienced loss. That pain may never go away. You'll still remember that smile and wish it was there. You'll still remember that laugh when they opened their presents. You'll still remember how they did the same thing every time, right? I know Chelsea's grandfather, he, every time he would open a card, he would shake it to see if there's a check in there. Are you with me? Anybody do that? Like, like is there any cash in here? Like, I don't really care what it says in here. I just want to know if there's something in here for me, right? But we'll never forget that. So that will always be a thought and always be a memory, right? Even though he's not here anymore. It's in the middle of our struggles that we need encouragement. Point number two this morning. I will focus on the answer rather than fear the problem. I will focus on the answer rather than fear the problem. Listen, the problem, it, there's this thing called humanity. Do I have any humans in the room? Like, there's this thing called humanity that just never goes away. <laughs> I, I, I had the joy of, of, I was teaching and training this morning on how to do the signs out there on the, on the street, and, and, and we were talking about people and how awesome people are, and when I say awesome, I don't mean awesome. Are you with me? Right? Because people are people. The person next to you's got issues. Maybe not you, but the person next to you's got issues. The person that's standing on the stage has issues. We all have issues. And there's something about people that's just exhausting sometimes. Are you with me? Like, do you, don't look at the person next to you. What's wrong with you? That's terrible. Gosh, man, like, we've got to work on this, you guys. But people can be exhausting sometimes. It can be challenging. But it's, we need to focus on the answer rather than fear, fear the problem. Hebrews 4, verse 14 says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Somebody say Jesus. Oh, there's something about that name. Come on. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. Verse 15. The high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. 
for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of comfort. He faced all of the same testings that we do. Verse 16, so let us come boldly. Somebody say boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. You know, boldness leads to boldness. Somebody say that. Boldness leads to boldness. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes, like, I, I envy people in their boldness. Have you ever watched, like, somebody just be bold? Like, they said what you were thinking, and you're like, I would never say that, but I, I, I admire that you said it. Are you with me? Like, there's something about somebody's boldness. Now, can I tell you that when you're following Christ, when you're following the Lord, when, when you see somebody who's bold in the Lord, oh, my gosh, it blows your mind. The stuff that people will believe for. I've watched people believe for miracles, and I'm like, does he really think that's going to happen? Like, holy moly, that's something to believe for, right? And, and, and you know what? I still see it in people's eyes when I talk about miracles in this place. They're like, did that really happen? Was it a placebo effect? Maybe your head just thinks, makes you think that you got healed. Listen, I had people cuss in our church because they got healed. They're like, and that's, that's not glorifying God. Are you with me, right? Like they're, they're like, holy, you know, like they get healed in the middle of church. Listen, it's not about that. It's learning how to hear him and how to see him and how to know him and watching him transform your life from the inside out. Are you with me? Now, agree or disagree on, on whether or not miracles can happen today, I, I don't really care because I've watched them happen. Is that, are you with me? Like, like we, it's almost like we both watch something and, and like, no, what I saw was this. And you're like, no, that's not what happened. Like, no, no, I saw it. I experienced it. I know it happened, right? You got you to gotta understand, like, even the people who are healed by Jesus, people question them. Like, were you ever a leper? Like, wait a minute, I was a leper my whole life, man. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't care what you have to say. The dude told me to pick up my bed and walk, so I'm picking up my bed and walk because he just healed me, and I haven't been able to walk in 35 years. Are you with me? So as things begin to shift, things, things begin to change when you've seen it for yourself. You really, like, rules and regulations, they start to not matter as much because God said. See, boldness leads to more boldness. When, when you're bold enough to come to the throne of God and ask for forgiveness, that's bold. Are you with me? Like, I know that it's scary to say that I'm wrong or that I have issues or that I got a problem. But that kind of boldness is what leads to the other kind of boldness. See, when you come boldly to the throne, we got to realize that nobody in here is good enough. Nobody. Nobody. Like, we can, we can, we can start measuring to say, like, how much volunteer work do you do? How much volunteer work do you do? And we can start, we can write it out, and we can see who does the most. And guess what? If we were to compare that to Jesus and compare that to heaven, do we fail or do we succeed? I don't care how good you are. You can do everything for everybody else every day for every minute of the day. And you're still not good enough. Oh, that sucks, doesn't it? Like, thanks for giving us hope today, Pastor. Like, oh, my goodness, I just feel so encouraged. Like, that whatever I do is not going to be enough. Awesome. But that's for all of us. See, that's why we need Jesus. And when we can come boldly to know that I'm not good enough. Like, can you be bold enough to say, I'm not good enough? I heard you say it. I didn't hear anybody else. Good job, Noah. 
I'm not good enough. I can't do this on my own. And then you can boldly come up to this stage and sit on your knees and say, I can't do this on my own. I need you, Lord. You can sit in front of God, in in front of your mirror as you wake up in the morning saying, Lord, I don't have what it takes. I need you. I need you right now. Oh, I'm going to have to deal with my in-laws this week. I need you. I got great in-laws. Don't look at your in-laws. Don't look at them. If that's you right now, just don't look at them. Did you say I have to say that? She says I have to say that. That's because she's my designated babysitter for like ever. So I have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have great in-laws. I have great in-laws. But boldness leads to more boldness. Most of us want the boldness to stand in difficult situations. You know, watching, watching what's happening over in Ukraine. There's, there's, I have friends that are standing in that situation bold. Like they're like, no, we're, we're going to fight. We're going to fight for these people. We're gonna, they're in the middle of winter and everything's being shut off and they're being, all, all, of the, all their resources are being taken. And we've got other men going out there all the time to make sure that they're going to be okay as much as possible. Boldness. Some of us are like, I want that kind of boldness. But the boldness to come to the throne, the boldness in difficult situations where you don't have what it takes, the boldness when you're overwhelmed to say, God, I need you, that's boldness. If you can get to that place, the other boldness will follow. The other boldness of saying, God, use me for whatever you want to do. See, when you come to the Lord and you say, I'm broken and I don't have it, I can't do this. I need you. When you get to that place, then he says, okay, now you're ready. Now I can send you out. Now you're going to go to Ukraine. Now you're going to go out into the, into the streets and tell my name. Now, now you're going to step up on that stage and start singing. Now you're going to do these things. Are you with me? Then a new boldness rises in you because God's called you. Are you with me? Is anybody here today? I just want to check. Come on. The boldness to his throne, knowing that we don't measure up. Boldly knowing how much we need him and what leads us to, to boldly go out where he's called us to go. Romans 12, verse 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. You see, that's where that boldness comes from is you start to, you start to give up your whole self. Some of you, that's crazy. You'd never do that. But that's Okay. I want, you to, I want you to boldly come to God, and once you, once you see what he does in your life, that boldness just starts coming out. Like you just can't, you can't not say it. Are you with me? Mm. Norma knows what I'm talking about. She's sharing with her friends all the things that God has done. That's what happens when that boldness comes inside of you. When God comes inside of you and starts doing a work in and through your life, you can't be quiet about it. Are you with me? Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that will be acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, somebody say then. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, because the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have been many parts, 
and each part has a special function. Verse 5, so it, is Christ, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. You know, as each of us comes to the throne of God, with that realization that we, we, we don't measure up, he also gives gifts differently to different people. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people have messed their lives up comparing themselves to somebody else. When you start looking at somebody else's gifts, somebody else's talents, and you start measuring yourself up and you say, I'm not good enough. See, I, I don't measure up. I, I'm not like them. But I love what the scripture is saying is that there is different parts to the body. That means also when you look at other people, you're like, hey, I show up at 8 a.m., how come they don't? Well, maybe God called them to do something different. Maybe God has something different for them. Maybe their measure of faith isn't the same as yours. Are you with me? Right? Sometimes in the midst of it, we've got to stop thinking so much about each other and keep our eyes on Jesus. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, listen, it doesn't say follow me the way that I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. There's a difference. You see, because the way that I follow Christ, I, I'm loud. Are you with me? I don't see most of you walking around talking like this. And neither do I on, on a normal day. Only when I'm shouting at people. Are you with me? But, but in the midst of it, like, you may not be loud like me. You know, I, I, I love that you're going to get a chance even to see all of our pastors preach again over this next month. They're all different. Every one of them. And it's awesome. Because they all bring something different. You see, all of us together bring something different to make something whole. See, we need you in the kingdom of God. God made you for a specific purpose. See, uh, like, if everybody was like me, can you imagine how chaotic this church would be? <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> Pastor AJ says it would be fun. <laughs> well, that's one word we could give it. Are you with me? But when you've got ADD like me, like, you're going to be all over the place. Like, I'd never get anything fully done. Is that right, Chelsea? I don't. I just don't. It's just not built that way. But I get a lot done. I just never get anything fully done. Yeah, we got a couple ADD people in here, right? right? Cleaning the house, what, what kind of, like, mess does that make in the midst of cleaning the house? Like, like you start cleaning the house, but your spouse comes home and goes, I thought you were going to clean the house. And all of a sudden I've got new things that I'm organizing that I pulled out that have not been pulled out in five years, but it needs to be organized because I see it and I pulled it out. Got people like me? I've got a few people like me. Good. Because it's just what happens. Like my card collection from when I was in high school, I need to pull that off the shelf in the garage because it might be out of order since the last time I looked at it. That's right. And then change it up next year. You see, we all have different talents. That's why, that's why I love having Chelsea and Pastor Sarah. All, all of us men pastors, we're, we're, we're just a bunch of boys. The, the ladies keep us on track. Look at, look at their faces right now. I wish I had a camera up here so you could just look at their face. We could put their faces on there because they're just going like, finally you admit this. Like, but we're just boys. We, we, we want to go and see everybody saved. And we're, we're, we're just like, I don't care about the details. Like, we'll get there. It's going to be awesome. And the girls are like, well, how are we going to do it? Like, like, we need to plan this out. Like, you're going to run out of gas in 30 minutes, and we just need to make sure that we get there. See, God's the distributor of gifts, talents, faith. And we've got to stop looking to the left and the right and to focus on Him. Point number three this morning. I will look to God for wholeness and restoration. I will look to God 
for wholeness and restoration. I'm going to be really honest with you. Your wholeness and restoration is not going to be found in another person. It is not. It is not. I know, I know for my married people, like sometimes you're like, no, 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 my, my, my spouse makes me whole. No, they do not. You're either whole on your own or you're not whole. You're either whole with the Lord or you're not whole. See, a, a, a couple that is functioning in, the, in their wholeness, each whole on their own, is going to be so much stronger than the couple that, that makes each other whole. Oh, but they make, they make up my weaknesses. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Like, like we all have weaknesses and God makes up it all. But if we can't be whole on our own, we're not valuable to the rest of society. That's what ends up happening. When we're not whole on our own, we're not valuable to the rest of the body. Right? Any, any part of your body that has an ailment, that's, that it's not working properly, all of a sudden, that is the only thing that gets attention. You ever feel that? Like, like if you're walking, rocking around life and everything's good and you're healthy and everything's full and healthy, you don't think about it. You just do life. But as soon as, as soon as you step on a Lego, there is a foot that is, is calling out for hope in that moment. And most of the rest of the body is shouting something else. Are you with me? You know, I, there's something ungodly about Legos. I'm just saying that right now. But when you feel pain, when you experience pain, that's the only thing that gets attention after that. It's the only thing that gets attention. Like, like you're looking for ways to get that fixed. Like, I, I can't focus on everything else. I can't focus on what matters anymore because of the pain that I'm experiencing. Anybody with me? Maybe that's depression. Maybe it's something mental. Maybe it's something in here. All of a sudden, I can't think about everything else. I can't see the value in everything in my life because all I can think about is what's wrong. Why I'm not good enough. Why I don't measure up. Why... Why everyone would be better off without me. Come on. I know what it's like to be depressed for those that are feeling that. But those, it's those moments where we can start to seek the Lord, the one who makes us whole. And we seek that wholeness with him. Saying, God, I submit everything that I am to be all that you called me to be. Is anybody with me today? Come on. Our mission as Christ followers. This is going to blow your mind. Are you ready? Everybody taking notes right now? Our mission as Christ's followers is to follow Christ. Crazy. I mean, this, this is in the Bible, you guys. Like, our mission as Christ's followers is to follow Christ. What does that mean? If we're following anything else, we're doing it wrong. If we're following anything else, we're doing it wrong. That means also, if I'm leading you to do something besides that, I'm wrong. Are you with me? Like, like I can make you follow a vision. This is the vision that God gave me. But if all you're doing is serving the vision, you're not serving the Lord, you missed it. Because it's all about Him. You see, because if you keep your eyes on Him, He might give you a different vision. Oh, but that would, that would offend Pastor, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, He gave me a different vision than Pastor. No. See, we're all parts of the whole. See, you might be seeing something different than I see it, but it doesn't make you wrong and me right or me right and you wrong. It, it, it means that you might be seeing something different from what he wants to do. That's okay. Do you understand? Like, like all the different churches in this valley, has anybody been to more than one church in this valley? A few churches? How many has been more, to, more than five? I've been to more than five in this valley. More than ten, right? Are, are they different 
They're different. Now here's the thing that bothers me is how many times a church says this church is wrong and this church is right. Says who? If we're seeking the Lord and what he's called us to do, then we're doing what we're supposed to do. Are you with me? You can tell me I'm wrong all day long, but as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus and stop paying attention to you, are you with me? A lot of people have opinions of what you should do to serve God. A lot of opinions. What are those opinions based on? Is it based on biblical knowledge? Is it based on the word that God gave you? That's my question. Like, I want you to hear what he's saying, not what I'm saying. My prayer when I come up and preach is not that it's me speaking, but it's that he would speak to you. That the Holy Spirit would speak to you. Because he's going to, I'll say the same words, but it'll mean different things to every person in this room. Because God's speaking to you. That's the goal in all of this. It's not so that I can have the best put together uh, sermon. So that I can say, wow, that was a really good one. Like, well done. Like, that's not what the point is. The point is, did God speak to you? And are you going to answer what he says? That's the question. I want to see God move in your life. I don't care if you sit in the seats. Praise God that you're here. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for every person sitting in the seat today. I'm grateful for everyone that's watching online. But I'd be even more grateful to see God move in your life. I'd, I'd love God to speak to you so clearly that it's different than what you hear from me. And you go like, I don't understand. How, can, how come God tells you to do this and he tells me to do that? Come on, the body's coming together. See, it's not, we're not here to make a bunch, of, a bunch of little drones that are just copying each other. Follow me as I follow Christ. See, we're following Christ together. I'm pointing at him. You're, if you're looking at me too long, you're going to find flaws. If you're looking at each other too long, you're going to find flaws. If, if you attend this church more than 10 minutes, you're going to find flaws. 10 minutes, we might get, we might get it past you. But after that, it's, we're screwed. Are you with me? You're going to find flaws. But if you follow Jesus, there is no flaw. There is no flaw. And the thing that messes you up is when you say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And he leads you down a road that's uncomfortable. And you're like, this can't be God. Why would he ask me to do this? He has a reason. He's perfecting your faith. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's writing a story that's not done yet. It's time to get up and get on the road. If the road in front of you is not paved, maybe he's asking you to pave it. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Oh, it's time to pave a new road for somebody who thinks like me to get to Jesus. Maybe that's what he's asking you to do. Come on. In seeking the Lord, in seeking his face, and getting into his word, you should not be criticizing everybody around you about how they've interpreted his word. You should be so focused on what he's doing that the fruit speaks louder than you could ever speak. Let God move in your life. I loved, I loved that portion in the scripture back here that talked about following, remember your leaders and who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. I don't care if we read the same Bible studies. Awesome, you're reading the Bible, good. What is it doing in your life? I, it's great that you're in your word, but is the word in you? Like, I'm grateful that you're in your word. Like, be in your word. But I want the word to be in you. Because if the word is in you, then it comes out. 
What's in you comes out. Have you ever been squeezed? You ever had life squeeze you? Are you with me? It's like uh, I, when, if I had a bottle of water here, I, would, I, I could squeeze it and what would come out? Water. That's pretty good. You guys, you guys are good. I, I can't get anything past you. But if God is in you and you get squeezed, what comes out? God comes out. You see, God, God's not going to make it to where you don't have any problems in your life. He just wants to be so in your life that when you have problems, he's what comes out. Are you with me? See, for a lot of us, our frustration comes out. Those four-letter words that we memorized as a teenager start coming out. Are you with me? All of a sudden, things come out that we didn't want to come out. Anger, bitterness. And if those things are still in there, we need to go seek wholeness somewhere else. If you're getting wholeness from someplace that's not having God exude out of you, then there's still stuff in there that needs to come out. Amen? Is this too heavy today? I gotta, I gotta start like preaching lighter messages. I mean, it's Christmas next week, Justin. Like, come on, dude. First Corinthians eleven one. And you should imitate me, just as I imitate Christ. Remember where we've been. Helps us to get to where we're going. If you can look back and see what God did in your life, then you'll start to realize He's still doing something in your life now, and He still has a plan for you in the future. As we focus on what God has done, we'll know what he's going to do. When we focus on what God has done, it it keeps us humble. It keeps us humble. I remember when we started, took over this church that was failing. And I remember it being so tough, thinking like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get out of this? Are we ever going to have people that actually come and serve on Sunday morning?" I tell you now, I'm, I'm standing in the back and they're talking about stuff on the computers and I don't even know what they're talking about anymore. Back in the day when I started this church, I knew everything that happened every time because I was in all of it. Are you with me? Now I have an amazing team. and I, If they left, I wouldn't know what to do. These guys are incredible. I'm so grateful for every one of them and the craft and what they do and what they bring to the Lord. Every part, the kids workers, the people in the parking lot, like I wouldn't know how to keep it all going. That's what it's supposed to get is beyond you. You see, if you're in if you have to be in all of it for it to be good, then it's not good. Then it's not good. To experience God's wholeness, we gotta let go. When I look back, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. I think too often when we look at where we are, we start to think we're entitled to something. You're not entitled to anything. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So that means it can be taken away like that. You really think what you built was all you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't play in that sandbox too long. Play in that sandbox too long, you'll learn what it means that it wasn't all you. But if we look back, we can remember where we came from. We remember what God did. Remember the miracles. See, we can complain about our situation right now. But if we don't look back and remember the miracles, we'll think that we deserve something right now that we don't deserve. If we look back, we go, oh, I remember when I had way less than what I have right now. Thank you, Lord, for everything I have right now. It changes your heart. You know, God's not really concerned about the things you have. He's concerned about the things having you. See, when the things have you, 
your life goes awry. You miss it all. Years go by and you forget God existed. It's amazing how I'll hang out with people that come into this church and they need something. I lost my job. My, my, my wife left me. This happened, this happened. And then they come in needing God. And then they get blessed because they came to the Lord. And they get blessed. And they get blessed. And then they get blessed. And then they're not here anymore. And then they're back to their old ways. And they're back to doing it on their own. And they're back to trying to figure it out on their own. I got things to do. I'm too busy for church. I don't need that. And you miss it until something hits again. And then you go, oh yeah, I need to get back there. See, listen guys, it's so much better to just stay with the Lord. Let Him work on you every day. Watch Him show you how much He loves you and how He's working in and through it all. Romans 8.38 says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Where have you been? Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.